Uh, tonight, I really want us to focus in on these mysterious wise men. Uh, the, Bi the Bible really doesn't tell us much about these guys, but we have millions of Christmas cards that depict the wise men coming to the manger of Jesus at his birth. Uh, and usually our public uh, manger scenes include the three wise men. We have them right up here on ours. And um, the, the fact is we actually have a Christmas carol uh, devoted to these guys. We, we three kings, the Orient art, uh, are all talking about these, these wise men. But the fact is, um, oh, also... Some cultures celebrate what's known as Three Kings Day. How, how, many, how many of you celebrate Three Kings Day? Can you raise your hand? Three, oh, over here, there, there, there. You got, a, you got one more gift coming, right? You always know that. And whatever resolution you make about losing weight, it doesn't matter because when it comes like January 6th, you can feast all again. It's all, it's all good, right? So, yeah, you got to love that. All right. But the fact is, is the Bible really doesn't tell us much about these, these guys. Um, we know that they arrived in Bethlehem. And it seems from what King Herod's command that Jesus was anywhere from two years old or younger by the time that the wise men showed up. So they probably didn't actually come to the manger uh, Jesus could have been close to two years old by the time they showed up. But it seems that the Bible doesn't tell us a lot of details about these three guys because it really wants us to focus in on the gifts that they brought. And that's what I want us to focus on tonight. The story is a simple one, so let me read it for you from Matthew's Gospel here now. The word of God. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For they saw his stars when it rose and they came to worship him. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. That finishes the reading of God's holy and inspired word. Now, it seems that the... The brief description from these guys, about these guys, that the scriptures want us to focus our attention on something else. And that's the gifts that they bought. That's the gifts that they bought is the whole reason why we as a culture say there's three of them. There could have been more than three. We don't know. But the gifts are three. And the first one is gold. Now, it seems that this would be a very appropriate gift for Jesus Christ, because gold is the metal for kings. And the text tells us that the wise men, 
they believed that Jesus was the king of the Jews. Because so, when they went to Herod, they asked him, where was the king of the Jews? But it's obvious that they came to worship, worship this child. You know, the prophet Zechariah, you know, there was these prophecies at the end of the Old Testament that are given to us concerning the birth of Christ. And if you don't know, there, then there was 400 years of silence where there are no other prophecies given. So these little nuggets that are given to us by the prophets concerning the birth of Christ right prior to this 400 years of silence are really important. And they became very important for the people of God who were looking for the coming of the Messiah. And I just want you to listen to this one from Zechariah who prophesied, The Lord will be king. Over all the earth. On that day, the Lord will be one, and his name, one. And it seems like these wise men knew this prophecy that this is the Lord's king. So they brought gold to present to Jesus. They brought gold to, bring, to present to Jesus to acknowledge his rule and reign as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen? But it's also easy to see why they brought frankincense. We see frankincense was a type of incense that was used in the Old Testament worship, which was prescribed by God. We see that frankincense was, was mixed with oil when it came to anointing the priest that would serve in God's temple in the Old Testament, all of which prefiguring Christ, all of which pointing to Christ. Now, frankincense, when it was burned, it's an incense, and when it was burned, it, it, it put off a very pleasing odor. And it was used, this is an important point, it was used as part of the meal offerings. And the meal offerings of the Old Testament were offerings of thanksgiving. They were offerings of praise. They were offerings of gratitude to God. Frankincense, the burning of frankincense was never used when it came to the offering of sin offerings. Frankincense was only used when it came to offering offerings of thanksgiving and gratitude to God. So we see that these wise men presenting frankincense to Jesus... It pointed to the fact that Jesus Christ was the sinless high priest that God had promised to bring in his Messiah. This is the one in who his entire life would be pleasing to the Father. This is the one that Zechariah spoke about that would provide an atonement for God's people because he would be perfect in the sight of the Father. So... They brought frankincense. Gold, representing Christ as king, king of kings. Frankincense, symbolizing that Jesus is the sinless high priest, the one who gives a pleasing odor unto the Lord, the only one who has pleased the Father perfectly. But it's this last gift, myrrh which is really confusing. Because myrrh is 
a spice that is used for the embalming of the dead. I think you can figure out all how strange it would be when, when, you know, here's the wise men. They come into the house and they present these gifts to Mary and Joseph and the gold. You know, Mary and Joseph are saying, woohoo, gold. Yeah, I can dig this. And then there's a frankincense. Oh, I love the smell of frankincense. Oh, that's wonderful. And then these guys bring out the myrrh. An embalming spice. I don't know. I, I'll just speak to the adults here. I mean, do you remember as a kid, you know, where, you know, it'd be Christmas morning and, you know, and you're opening all the gifts and there was like one gift that you really wanted to receive and stuff like that. And then you, you thought the, the present that you picked up was that one gift and you unwrapped it like crazy, only find that it was not that gift. It was a total downer. Wah, wah, wah. Maybe that's what Mary and Joseph thought, you know. Gold, yeah, frankincense, love that. But myrrh, what does this have to mean? And we see that the Lord himself is the one that guided these wise men to bring the myrrh. Because the myrrh pointed to the ultimate purpose of Jesus Christ being born. That he would provide the sacrifice of himself, the shedding of his own blood for God's people. Jesus' death would be the thing for which people would celebrate because they know that through his sinless death, they receive atonement for their sins. I don't know, the Bible doesn't tell us exactly what the wise men knew of why they were bringing myrrh, but it seems to me that they were guided by the Lord to bring it. Because these gifts point to who Jesus really is. Jesus is the King of Kings. Jesus is the sinless Savior given to us the sinless high priest that pleased the Father in all ways. Jesus is the one, the only one that could die for us so that we could be saved. And these wise men, they brought these gifts to present to this child. Tonight, I really want us to present our gifts to the Lord. I want, to, uh, I want to encourage us by faith to present to the Lord gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Tonight, by faith, I want to encourage you and challenge you to offer Jesus the gift of gold from your heart. Gold, surrendering yourself to the Lordship of Christ. I've told people throughout the years, the way you begin your Christian life is the way you end your Christian life. It's by surrender. You surrender to the lordship and kingship of Jesus Christ. So by faith, what I'm challenging you is by faith from your heart that you would offer 
the Lord gold, saying, Lord, I surrender myself to you. You are my king and my Lord. By faith, I want to challenge you to offer the gift of frankincense tonight, acknowledging your imperfection. Offering by faith the gift of frankincense, first of all, acknowledging to God your imperfection. And at the same time, acknowledging the Lord Jesus' perfection. That he is the pleasing sacrifice. You, you're not. He is. Do you know the grace of God that's been given to you? That the perfection of Jesus Christ, the absolute perfection of our high priest, has been given to you? By God's grace, you've been given the perfection of Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I'm not perfect. But Jesus is. And God wants you by faith to offer the gift of frankincense, acknowledging your imperfection, but at the same time, praising God with gratitude for the perfection of Christ. Amen. And then lastly, I want you to offer the, by faith the gift of myrrh. And by doing this, I want you to offer to God your understanding, your comprehension, your total person that Jesus Christ is the perfect sacrifice. That he came to do what we could never do. And that's to please the Father perfectly. And he died. He died for us. Why? Because he cares for you. He really does. He cares for you. So my challenge to you tonight is that you, by faith, would offer to the Lord the gift of gold, acknowledging Jesus Christ as the king of kings, the gift of frankincense, that he is the perfect high priest and you're not, and acknowledging him this gift of myrrh, that Jesus' death provided us complete and absolute atonement for our sins. Amen? Christmas Eve, I always read this little old Christian hymn, and I think it's very fitting tonight as we considering offering these gifts to the Lord. Listen to the last verse of this old traditional Christmas hymn. What can I give him as poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would give him a lamb. If I was a wise man, I would do my part. But what can I give him? I'll give him my heart. And that's what the Lord wants. He wants your heart. Tonight we're going to light our Advent candles and we're going to sing the familiar hymn, Thou didst leave thy throne on high. And the refrain goes, Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. There is room in my heart for you. So as we sing this hymn, I prayed, even as the wise men, that this would be an act of worship unto you. As we light our candles, that you would come into my heart, Lord Jesus, as I acknowledge you as the King of Kings, the perfect high priest, the one who died for my sins.